You're listening to an exclusive podcast with the UCLA Radio News Team. Hello, everyone. My name is Jared Caceres, and this is UCLA Radio News. Eric Swalwell is joining us today for an interview. He is a 2020 candidate and representative for California's 13th District. Welcome to UCLA Radio, Eric Swalwell. Thanks so much, Jared, and uh, thank you to the Bruin Nation for dialing in or listening in to this interview this afternoon. Yeah. Why should UCLA students vote for you? Well, your students uh, are experiencing what I hope is the promise of America, uh, but I've seen that it's, it's not being fulfilled for all Americans. You know, they're in college and they have hopefully a bright future ahead of them, but I'm a part of, and I think UCLA students are at risk of being of a generation that does worse than generation before us and actually pays the consequences of inaction on major issues like gun violence, climate chaos, and healthcare costs. I was the first in my family to go to college, like many Bruins who are enrolled today. And my parents worked hard because they believed that if they worked hard, they would do better. They did. They eventually bought a house and saw me off to college and then I could dream bigger. Uh, But I am a part of a generation that sees that we are the least homeowning generation ever. 40 million of us are in the quicksand of student loan debt. And we go to school or we send our kids to school today in fear, in fear that their lives could be taken by gun violence because we've done nothing about it. I have lived all of these issues. I've been in Congress for seven years, uh, and I have solutions that would bring that promise of America of doing better, dreaming bigger, uh, and being safer to all Americans. Yeah, I totally agree. I have two siblings myself. They're in school now, and I'm totally concerned about the increase in gun violence. So I love that you address how gun violence affects mental health of students and their ability to succeed. You know, we're seeing that especially on college campuses. You know, we in just the last month, you know, there was a, another shooting on a college campus uh, when I was at Uh, the University of Maryland, uh, there was a a shooting on our campus, two people who were dating and the individual killed his girlfriend and then killed himself. uh, And our campus was shaken by that. And so it's only escalated and gotten worse since I was in college. But I really believe we don't have to live this way. And with bold leadership, uh, we can make sure that we take the most dangerous weapons from the most dangerous people, that we invest in mental health resources so we can protect people from uh, anyone who may have a mental health issue. But more importantly, if someone suffers from a mental health issue, that we can find them the help that they need and make sure that resources are distributed for them. I think we can do all of that, and we have to be the generation that's going to do it. Your program focuses on assault rifle buybacks to stop gun violence. How do you think we could pass such a program with growing partisanship surrounding gun rights? I don't accept anymore that addressing gun violence is a divisive topic, but I do accept that it's been used as a divisive topic to keep us from doing anything. But I, I think I've figured out the NRA trick here, which is they tell us it's a hot stove and we never touch it because we think, oh, if you do so, you know, you're going to pay a political price. Uh, when all along, uh, it was never really hot uh, at all. Uh, and it was really just a way to keep us from doing anything. What I believe we can do with the momentum of the students and the moms and the community groups who are saying they want to be safe is pass a background check bill, but also do what Australia did back in the 90s, which is get the 15 million assault weapons, buy them back or restrict them to gun clubs and shooting ranges and make our community safer. Yes, I love that you refocus the argument from guns and gun ownership to families because that's what we should be concerned about. While you do say that there hasn't been any political consequences due to your stance on guns, I saw an immense pushback by the NRA, the alt-right, <laughs> And you are often (laughs) attacked on Twitter and on YouTube, all the insults around you. So I'd like to ask a question. In a speech, you talked about how you worked at Aeropostale at the Stone Ridge Mall. And 
I was yep. wondering if dealing with the odd annoying customer during your time in repeal <laughs> helped you prepare for the all the hate that's going to come your way and continues to come your way. Uh, you know, it's actually, it goes farther back than that. Uh, you know, it's three annoying little brothers growing up with them. You just learn uh, to let it just, you know, roll off, roll off and, and, and just move on. And, and then I was, you know, also a restaurant server. And, you know, sometimes there were difficult tables. And, and I learned that, you know, you still had to just do your job, get them their meal uh, and, you know, turn the table around once they left because there's going to be another table. So, yes, uh, haters are going to hate. That's what I signed up for. That's the beauty of this democracy. But, you know, I, I've also learned not to let one vocal tweeting minority group like the NRA define where we all stand on these issues. Uh, and so distinguishing the signal from the noise uh, is really important here. Uh, and the signal I get from most Americans is a belief that we can keep our pistols, our shotguns and our rifles, but get the most dangerous weapons from the most dangerous people. As a person that lived in California all my life and and it's not really involved with gun issues, I feel like I have a hard time judging and passing judgment on people that love guns. What would you say to the people that are hesitant about gun ownership and that are not really involved in the culture? You know, gun ownership uh, is a part of our country's longstanding culture. And in many ways, it's, you know, a tradition passed down father to son and daughter or mom to children or family to family around hunting. Uh, and, you know, my dad would take me hunting when I was a kid. And uh, he, you know, likes to, you know, collect different types of long rifles. Others like to go to the shooting range just to blow off some steam or just shoot for sport because it's fun. And you know, I've gone to the shooting range recently and it is fun. And so there's nothing I'm proposing that would limit someone's ability to continue a family tradition of hunting or to go to the shooting range and have fun with your buddies. But it's a belief that we can also ban assault weapons, have background checks on firearm purchases, increase mental health resources, invest in gang violent prevention programs, insist that if you own a gun in your house, that you store it safely so a child couldn't get it or that it could be stolen and used you know, in a crime in your community. We can do all of that and still honor the custom and tradition and constitutional amendment uh, that so many people care about. Thank you. Before you leave, I would like to play a snippet of a song. And if you're able to identify it or give a little background of it, I hope it gives you a little chuckle. I'll play a little bit of the song before you leave. What people want is no longer a dream because it's all coming true with the Swalwell team. What people That's uh, Eric Swalwell for Congress rap. And... I'm wondering, is there an Eric Swalwell for president rap coming? You know, that that was a young volunteer of ours, and he put us on the charts with uh, that beat. Uh, and so, yes, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go back to him uh, and put him to work as we start to pick up for the presidential race. You know, I, I will tell you, we are excited. We qualified for the debates, and, and I can be the first. You'll be the first to know that we are on Thursday night, June 27th, uh, in Miami uh, on the debate stage. I'll be on the debate stage with Vice President Biden, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, and others. And so I'm looking forward to that opportunity to make my case uh, that we should go big on the issues we take on, be bold with the solutions we offer, and do good in the way that we treat each other. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. If the listeners at UCLA Radio want to learn more about Eric Swalwell, they could visit him at ericswalwell.com. Do you have any parting words to the listeners at UCLA Radio? I, again, just thank you uh, to the Bruin Nation. I look forward to being down there soon. And uh, please invite me down there. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about what you think we can do to bring that promise of America to all Americans. And you can learn more at ericswalwell.com uh, if you want further information about our race.